0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. This is your news for Tuesday, November 7th. Earlier in October, police were called to the Quality Inn in Moab to investigate a message that was written on one of the hotel's bathroom mirrors. The message said, help me, followed by a license plate number and the word rider, like the truck company. A guest in that room saw the message after taking a shower when steam fogged up the mirror and revealed the words that were previously invisible. The guest reported the message to hotel staff, who called the police. Jeremy Drexler, a criminal investigator with the Moab Police Department, responded to the call.
1: The license plate was a number, 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 and then a B, and then a number, number. So that B, especially with the way somebody wrote the B, it could have been construed as an 8. When we ran that plate all through 50 states, as well as with the 8 as a B through all 50, all of them came back not on file.
0: Rider trucks always have license plates issued through Indiana or Utah. When Drexler contacted Ryder about the case, they said that if the truck existed, it would most likely have Indiana
1: plates. When you look at the sequence through Indiana, we're actually missing a number on either the ends of the plate. So the plate was too
2: short. It didn't exist.
0: Usually when guests check into the Quality Inn, they fill out a form that asks for their license plate number. But
2: I was missing the most latest one, which was probably the most important one.
0: This is Zachary Johnson, manager of the Quality Inn. He says the hotel was missing the license plate number for the most recent guest in that room.
2: We do get license plate at check-ins, but we don't use that information unless someone's left their lights on or I have to give that to the police. You don't um, walk around the parking lot and tow vehicles that aren't supposed to be here. It definitely made me notice that I don't know that every trailer and U-Haul that parks in our parking lot is actually guests of our hotel.
0: Johnson says he goes through basic training with the desk clerks. He teaches them standard security procedures, like not to give out information about hotel guests.
2: If anybody is violent or intoxicated and causing scenes, you call the police. But yeah, this incident had me thinking that we don't really monitor the guests that much. If they check in and they don't send up red flags in an obvious way, then they get room keys and we do not pay attention to them.
0: The case is currently at a standstill unless Drexler gets new information.
2: The person that found it, the, the
1: room had not been rented, from my understanding, at least from management, the two nights previous as well. So then we were already going back another third night. Um, and then and then the renter on that third night, um, I, I got to talk to her um, and she was a lone female that stayed there and then just, just traveled on to Colorado. So we went back as far as we could, but the story didn't match. We had housekeeping telling us that they would clean the mirrors every day mm-hmm. or every every checkout. Um, and the one house cleaner said, yes, I clean the mirrors every time. So it doesn't make sense of why that mirror would have that left behind. There was a little... Weirdness that was going on there. I don't know if it was maybe he was mistaken that maybe somebody else had cleaned that room, but he was pretty adamant that obviously he cleans the mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: So, but why couldn't you go back further than just the three nights?
1: Yeah. You, you could, but then you try to coincide with those nights mm-hmm. on where the truck might have been. And I had also gotten a hold of Ryder, and Ryder had not had a truck enter that location within the last 72 hours at least. So Ryder trucks are all GPSed through their company in case they're stolen. So in, in, even though I didn't have a plate and I didn't have a truck number, I tried to let Ryder know that I was interested in this address. Mm. So Ryder was pretty confident that there was no Ryder truck that had entered that parking lot at least within 72 hours prior. Okay. And within the 72 hours prior, we had one other person staying at the hotel, but she had not reported seeing that on the mirror. And then now we have somebody reporting seeing that on the mirror, but we had the hotel room empty for the two days previous of that. So it was
0: yeah tricky. Yeah. I mean, at least in our reporting here, we try not to do stories on each individual crime that happens in Moab just because we couldn't report on every crime that happens. And so then when you do cherry pick things, it's sort of like you're spotlighting certain people and not others sometimes. So anyway, we, yeah. t- we try to avoid crime reporting unless it seems like it is part of a larger trend. And so the reason this piqued my interest was because the person who told me about this. He says that he frequently just sees things that are kind of seem off to him and seem suspicious. And so anyway, this happened a couple of weeks ago and he was just like, you know what? This really rubs me the wrong way just because of other things that I've witnessed at the hotel. Anyway, long-winded, I'm just wondering if because Moab is such a transient place and because it's like on this highway corridor um, on 191 and there are so many hotels, is this something that happens often here?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think this is something that could happen often anywhere you have a city along a major highway or corridor.
0: I guess I keep talking to people and they keep being like, This is a huge problem and then I'm like, Whoa, can you show me some evidence? And they're like, We don't have it. So I guess like yeah. that's the discrepancy that I'm trying to I'm trying to bridge that gap. Do people just think that this is happening or is this actually happening? And if it's actually happening, can someone prove it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I'll I'll say yes, it is happening now. How prevalent is it here in Moab? You know, I I don't know. Um,
0: so this um, is kind of an anomaly, at least. Yeah, yeah. So
1: here. this one here, this one here was
2: was certainly an anomaly.
0: Johnson says before this incident, he'd never had to deal with anything like this.
2: I think this is the first time that I've had something that was close to kidnapping, mm-hmm. and I have worked in hotels since I was sixteen, so fifteen years now, and. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. I've had to call the police quite often. I want to say it's like once a month, but it's usually someone belligerent.
0: Abby Taylor is the director of Haven, a nonprofit in Moab that helps people suffering from domestic violence and sexual
3: assaults. There is a strong belief that trafficking is occurring regularly on Highway 191 as well as Highway I-70. So with our location it it's believed to be occurring far more often than is caught or reported being on this 191 corridor and also that
0: I70 corridor mm-hmm. like how often do you deal with people who are being
3: moved probably at least like four times a year we okay. we see that and it's overt and it's like obvious and an example that we see often would be somebody is traveling with their partner they come to this community and then because they're referring to this person as their partner Sometimes it's it's hard to to catch what's actually going on.
0: Last week, ABC posed the same question to the director of human trafficking support with the Asian Association of Utah.
3: How dangerous is human trafficking here in our
0: state? Yeah, it, it's really really um, happening a lot here. So we have both cases of sex trafficking and labor trafficking here in the uh, here in the state. Um, last year alone, we served about 580 survivors of trafficking. Most human trafficking cases in the United States happen in Texas, Florida, and California. The Bureau of Justice Statistics says in 2021, about 1,600 people were prosecuted for human trafficking across the country.
3: Sex trafficking, again, it's far more often than I think sometimes we even notice because, again, that definition is more broad than what we we think of. You know, we're thinking of multi-level organized crime, but it's not. Not is that? Situations that we've seen—they're far more common in like homeless populations. Another interesting semantic is like survival sex. They're trying to—they're surviving, right? And they're and they're doing what they can to get the resources they need to stay alive. Survival sex is very common in this community.
0: You can find the sources cited in this story in today's show notes. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, November 7th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.